0: So anyone who works for me knows that you never know when you might get a phone call from me, especially when it comes to props. And so Mr. Bob, who's director of maintenance, is pretty accustomed, especially at school masses, to maybe get a text from me at 6.30 or so in the morning saying, by any chance, do you happen to have, this was a true one that happened, I think, in October, I asked if he had one of those headlights. Now, he went out to take out the headlight from his truck, thinking that's the type of headlight I was looking for. But I was looking for like a miner's light. Luckily, I arrived before he had undone the casing to the front end of his vehicle. But this afternoon, Mrs. Sanderson got one of my texts and then a phone call from me saying, do you have the music to a particular song? She didn't, but she said, let me see if I can find it online and I'll download it. And so I want you to listen to this song. And she's just going to play the very first verse of the song. And then, especially for the children who are here, if you know what the song is, you have to let me know what the song is and what it's from. Hit it, Mrs. Sanderson. Rocco, Mr. Grinch, Mr. Grinch. Now, yesterday I looked hard and long for a Mr. Grinch, because I wanted to order one last week, but shipping's not what it used to be. So yesterday I went through the whole staff, and Mrs. Maslick, if you're watching tonight, thank you, Ms. Maslick. She saved us. She had one up on her shelf and I found it, had to dig through all our stuffed animals, and I found it on the shelf. Because, you see, I kind of think that the Grinch had it right. What do you think that means when I say the Grinch had it right? Who remembers the story of the Grinch? Oh, Mrs. Griffin remembers the story of the Grinch. Not because you live with one, no. Not because you've experienced it from your charming husband. No. Is it a book that maybe you read to your daughters? Or a book that was read to you when you were growing up? It was my favorite book. So in a nutshell, could you tell me kind of what happens with Mr. Grinch? He doesn't like commercialism. I'll be your interpreter. He doesn't like interpreting. Oh, I wonder if that was a little Freudian slip. He, he doesn't like the commercialism of Christmas. So he wants to get rid of it. So he, wants to get rid of it. So he gets rid of it. So he gets rid of it. <laughs> and then he realizes that's not what it's about. Now, I thought it might be a big leap of faith, and I have a lot of faith, but it might be too too presumptuous that someone would remember what the Grinch actually said at the end. So he's stolen all their gifts. He's stolen all their decorations. He's taken their roast beast. He's taken everything, sucked it out the chimney, out of their houses. And he made his little dog pull the sled all the way back. And now he's standing with his ice-cold feet in the ice-cold snow. And he hears them singing. And he thinks to himself, singing? I destroyed Christmas. I took it all away from them. Why are they singing? And suddenly he says this. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzles three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Dr. Seuss wrote that in 1957. Who thinks they understand what does the Grinch mean when he says Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe it's something more. What do you think that means from the Grinch? Anyone have a thought? I'll look to see if there are any little children back here. Our little children are little Stegmeier children here tonight? Oh, didn't I promise you before Mass I wouldn't embarrass you? Surprise! <laughs> what do you think it means? Oh, Sebastian? What do you think it means when Mr. Grinch says, maybe Christmas isn't about a store, it's something more? What do you think that means? Okay, so it's not just about giving presents, is it? No. So if it's not just about giving presents, what might it be about? What might it be about? Do the Griffin children have any thoughts? I remember when you were just little children, too, like the Stegmeyer boys. Anyone have any thoughts if it's not about a store? Oh, no one's safe tonight. Alex? They're all pointing at you. What do you think it means if it's more than a store? It's about the spirit of it. It's about the spirit. And where does the Grinch discover the spirit lives? In In his heart. In his heart. And everyone thought that the Grinch's heart was too small. And that's why he didn't like Christmas. But I think the Grinch got it right. Because Christmas, it's a lot more than presents. It's a lot more about boxes and bags and tags. Christmas, and maybe this year more than ever, is a reminder to us of the things that matter the most in our hearts. So I have another prop here. Anyone know what this prop is? Mr. Bob got this phone call at about 2 o'clock saying, Mr. Bob, we have another one of those things. Where is it hidden? Can anyone see what this is? Miss M? It's a manger. You're right. Or it could be called the feed box, right? Because it was the feed box for the animals. But you're right, lots of times we call it the manger." See, because I think the manger is what Christmas is all about, but it's really not all about a story of about a baby who was born 2,000 years ago, because if that's the story of the manger, then that's just about history. But it's a story that happens again and again and again and again, and it's happening right Here and now. It's the story where God breaks forth into our world. See, because I don't want to just tell a story about when God broke forth into the world. I want God to break forth into the world. So last night I was thinking that I'm going to leave this manger... I'm going to leave it right here through the Christmas season. And if there's something in your world, something in your heart, something in your life, a place where you have seen God break forth into the world, you can write it on a piece of paper or you can bring something that symbolizes it, because it reminds us of the one who was born. I put a couple things in the manger of places where I need God to come. So one of those places, one of those things is a picture of my mom. Because you all know that she lives in a nursing facility and through this last nine month experience, my mom's not been allowed visitors and she's Her dementia has gotten only worse with not being able to spend time with people. All of the residents in the facility have been kept very safe and strong. But my mom's been very lonesome and sad. And so every time I speak with her, we always say a little prayer. And so tonight my prayer is for my mom that God breaks forth into her world to bring peace to her heart, peace to her world. I also put this little plaque that says, Hope. This was given to me by one of our parishioners last year, a gentleman by the name of Dominic, who's a psychiatrist at St. Mary's Hospital. Dominic grew up here at OLV and then went to med school, and Now is a psychiatrist, and he's working at St. Mary's. He painted this for me last year because he told me that every time he sees me, this is the word that he thinks of. I think we need hope to break forth into our world. Jesus. And then I have this little statue of a mom rocking a baby. Because I'm holding a young woman who lost a baby just the other day. And I'm holding her close to my heart because God needs to break forth and come and take away her hurt and her pain. And I know, I know that just as God broke forth 2,000 years ago, God will break forth again here and now for you and for me. I think the manger is the place in our lives. It's the intersection of God and humanity. It's the place that holds all of our hopes. For in the story that we heard tonight, the shepherds go to look at the child, but they see much more though they don't, they're they not even aware of it. They go to see a child, but in that manger, in that manger was a blind man that Jesus would one day make see. In that manger, there was a crippled man who had been by the pool of Bethsaida for 38 years, waiting and waiting, and Jesus broke forth. And he was able to walk. See, the manger is the place where all of our hopes, all of our dreams, even all of our sadness and all of our longing, it all is held there by God. So tonight, I invite you to close your eyes for just one moment And think if you were to put one thing in the manger, what would be the one piece of your life, one experience of your heart, one person? What would you place in the manger? And as we celebrate this great feast, let God break into your world that we might find Peace. Silent night, Oh Underhand, mild sleep.